right. Time to just just gotta get gotta get right in the right headspace. You know, just gotta gotta meld your mind. So what did everybody do? Type in Resident Evil 8 vampire titties. We need some content here, boys. Yeah, we do. I have to poop. <laughs> All right, go poop. Nope, nope. I can wait. God it's kind of going it. away. Yeah, it, okay, it went away. I think we're good. So tell us about the pets that you've had in the past, Banjo. My pets? Yes. What kind of pets did you have in the past? Oh, oh man. Um, oh, God, there's so many. I've had dogs, chinchillas, rats, cats, hedgehog, hamsters. Bats? No, rats. Um, actually, rats were like the best freaking animals ever, but it sucks. They're, they're really smart. They're adorable. I absolutely think they're the cutest fucking things ever. But uh, right around the time that uh, you become best friends with them, they die. They just die. They live for like a year and a half, two years at the most. It's really crappy. And then I've had a couple of cats um, before the cat I have right now. One of them was completely chill. Like you could throw that cat across the house and it wouldn't care. And then not that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> no, he Real. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. But then I had another cat with that cat, and they were polar opposites. Like one, the one that you could throw across the room and it didn't care was like super into people, and it loved people, and it actually came when you called its name and everything, and wouldn't like leave you alone. The instant you gave it attention, that thing was like all about you forever. And then my other cat was just just the biggest bitch. She hated everybody except for me. And she didn't even like me that much. She never came out. She stayed in the bedroom at all times. She would hiss at everybody for whatever reason. They would just stare at her and she would just start hissing and run away. She's, I don't know. I don't know where she is now. Logan? Yes? Tell us about the pets you've had. Hmm. Uh, the first pet I can ever remember. And I don't mean your cat girls. Those are my pets. Funny enough, my first pet was actually a girl cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it. Uh, her name was Rocky. Mom named her. Like, she had her since be- even before my big brother was born. And, like, mom thought Rocky was a boy. But clearly, no one, no one knows what testicles on a cat looks like anymore. <laughs> So I've had many people find out, oh, my cat's a girl. And I'm just like, well, yeah, do you not see their big ass balls? <laughs> Logan, do you stare at cat balls often? Have you seen Roxas? Yeah. <laughs> that cat is 90% testicles. Have you guys seen the picture of the Sphinx cat that is sleeping yes. on his owner's monitor? And his testicles are just hanging over the side. <laughs> Got some big old balls. Sphinx cats are the ugliest fucking things on planet Earth. Fuck you, dude. Those are the <laughs> Sphinx cats are the cutest things I've ever seen. They're so <laughs> ugly. They're they so cute. Like they do look like shaved testicles that haven't had like a bit of lotion in a, a couple of months, but still, they're really cute. Yeah. 
<laughs> they're just walking ball sacks with teeth. Sore yet? They're yeah, incredibly cute ball sacks, and I'll have you remember that. <laughs> <I can't... laughs> Let's see your ball sack look that good. Uh, uh, I, I, I can just imagine Pete just going to like a foster home for our testicles. He's like, who's a good kitty? Kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> it's a good kitty. <laughs> just holding my balls in my hand. <laughs> just petting them. Oh, God. Nico Arena is still a, a thumbnail on my fucking computer. I'm going to delete this. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, it doesn't go away for a good while. <laughs> I'm getting my money back on that. I was going to talk about pets and then go into be like... Oh, speaking of pets, we played a game this week. It was called Cat Quest. It was called Hentai Neighbors. Uh, <laughs> here on Joysticks and Lunatics, I am the illustrious Overpowered Peaches. I'm the the scampy little banjo man dude guy. And I'm the little critter no one wants, the chubby nerd Logan. Damn, dude, that's sad. That's not nice. You don't don't have to be that sad. You could have gone with just something stupid and horny, but apparently we're just going sad today. Yes, my sex life doesn't exist. Well, if we were going to do an intro, that would be it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wonder wonder what the joysticks and lunatics are up to today. Maybe I'll relate to them. Oh, what's this? Their sex life doesn't exist. I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're just three dudes that don't have sex. Two of them do. (laughs) Two of them do. (laughs) (laughs) We should just have a mimic podcast (laughs) where we all try to sound like each other. <laughs> Anytime you two try to sound like me, it just either comes out like Irish or Indian. So what are, what did you all do this week? Worked. Cry. We're not we're not gonna talk about that though. Nobody nobody tunes into a podcast to listen to somebody complain about work. Oh, I can become a lord. A lord. You become a what? Yeah. Uh I can become a lord of a sectionable size of land in Scotland. It's a hundred square foot of land in Mountain View, and it's literally a hundred and fifty pound. No offense, but I thought you said lard. So did I. You're a cunt. I can become a tub of butter. <laughs> You're a cunt. <laughs> it was summer. I just turned eighteen. What a summer that was! One I will never forget. Can you guys? Let us, can you guys guess what this is leading up to? <laughs> That you got fingered on my, like, square of land and you won't leave? (laughs) (laughs) This, it's another fucking hentai puzzle game. (laughs) It's for, it's for a buck. Should I get it? (laughs) I I love the review. Me like boobs. Me have dollar oh four. Me buy. Me like game. So, Banjo, tell us about uh, this game that we played this week. Oh, we played Cat Quest. Yeah. 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 Cat Quest is a pretty, it's a a fun game. 
Um, you say that about every game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me. Okay. okay. He actually says that when it's a game that he hasn't enjoyed. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to just call you out. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> he actually says that in that monotone voice. It's like, wowee. Like, just like that when he does not enjoy a game. I have noticed that. <laughs> or when he doesn't put any time into it. See, I accidentally threw you under the bus. Logan put it in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cat Quest. All right, just a quick introduction about Cat Quest. Cat Quest is an action role-playing video game developed by the Gentle Bros and published by P-Cube. Uh, it's actually a fairly old game, not really old. It came out in 2017. Yeah. It was originally released August 8th, um, 2017 on Windows and Mac OS, and then it followed on iOS, Android, Switch, PS4 in the following months. It has been pretty well received uh, critically, uh, receiving anywhere between uh, the 70s and 80s uh, out of 100 on Metacritic. And uh, it's a game where you play as a cat. So. I mean, there seems to be a little bit more than that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a uh, it's a top down perspective uh, action role playing game. Like I mentioned, it's not so much top down as it is more like three fourths. It's an open world, and it takes place in the kingdom called Felengard. You take control of an anthropomorphic cat who embarks on a quest to rescue your sister who had been kidnapped by the evil Drakoth. You mean catnapped? Yeah. <laughs> I tried to yes and that, but my brain stopped. I hated this game. <laughs> <laughs> We're not into experiences yet. You can razz it. You can razz it when we get there. So it's got a it. It, it features real time combat, kind of dungeon crawling, and there's also equipment progression. So not only do you level up in the game as you fight off enemies and complete quests. But you also receive different sets of armor that do different things to your stats. Uh, some of them will increase your health, your armor, your magic, your attack power. And some of them will also uh, decrease certain things in, in a bit of a trade-off. Like if you get the mage armor, it'll make you more powerful with magic, but really shit with a sword. So it's uh, it, it plays very similar to kind of like, um, I'd say like Legend of Zelda games. So it's kind of a combination um, of like Legend of Zelda games, but it's not. Um, God, I had a I had a thing. It's like open world, and so it's, it's not more like, like Link's Awakening than Ocarina Time. Yes, thank you. It's not like a, a linear game by any means. It's more open world. You you have access to the entire map. So the entire map, like the world map, is uh, out in front of you, and that is essentially what you play on. You don't have to uh, like quick travel or anything to that. The aesthetics of the game are fantastic because the, the the way the world is all set up, like it'll have the lettering on the map of like what city you're located at and kind of things. So the world that you play on is essentially just like a map. It's not just a a standard walk around world thing. It looks very similar to like a map. And there's dungeons all over so the place. So kind of how you open up a map in a game and it'll show you where you are. But instead, you're essentially walking all over that map in order to uh, get anywhere. Yeah. So 
with that, I mean, as a brief introduction and everything to the game, um, the developers that created the game, the Gentle Bros, are known for only playing or only making like this game. They have another game, Cat Quest Two, and they also have Slashy Hero. Slashy Hero came out before Cat Quest, uh, but Cat Quest seems to be like their most popular one. Cat Quest Two uh, was released like about a year or so after. The first one came out and also uh, features Quest like... Cat Quest 2 got released last year. Well, 2019. Oh, okay. So about two years after the first one was released. And it also features local multiplayer. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So this game is a single player only game. Uh, but the second one, Cat Quest 2, features local multiplayer. So you can't play online with anybody. But unfortunately, because this game would be really fun as an online multiplayer game. It definitely would be very similar to the way Diablo 3 is uh, because of this being trying to be like a sort of cartoony cat sort of, uh, you know, dungeon crawler game. It's received like a crap ton of awards and award nominations for several different reasons, uh, mostly for its uh, visual graphics and stuff. So what all was this released on? This is released on Mac, Windows, iOS, Android, um, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch. <clears throat> I played it on Nintendo Switch. And I played it on Steam. I played on Switch as well. I'm still mad that it's not on the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, it's a bummer. But it's it's a game that's really well worth the cost, in my opinion. Uh, to be honest, I I I only played like a dollar for it. How much was it on Steam? I'd say $10. It was $13. And then if you uh, pay $25, you get the bundle. So you can get both Cat Quest and Cat Quest 2. But yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry to like interrupt, but the other popular show... Oh, uh, that. Other popular... Can someone say the fucking thing? The publisher. Thank you. The other publisher, P-Cube Games, who also has released an abundance of anime games like Kill the Kill and Nexomon, are bringing a loved JRPG, well, a dungeon-crawling JRPG from Japan to the West on Nintendo Switch very soon. Uh, I posted a link in the Discord to it, them announcing it, but it's called Kowloon High School Chronicle, and that actually looks pretty fucking decent. I don't know what else you were going to go into, Banjo, but I was just going to go kind of go with the podcast format here. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can talk a little bit about the mechanics and uh, different aspects of the gameplay. Let's see. What was the rating on Cat Quest? Oh, it ranged between uh, 74 and 89 out of 100 on Metacritic. That was a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Yeah, there's a lot of 10 out of 10 on Steam. But it got a 7 out of 10 on Nintendo Live, too, for the Switch. It got a 4.7 out of 5 on Google Play. Will there be a Cat Quest 3? See, Switcher <laughs> continues to look bright in the teaser included at the end of the sequel. The Cat Quest 3 is shown after finishing the sequel. The world suggests that the third entry is on the way, or the gentle bros are thinking about releasing it at least. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, forgot to put my phone on vibrate because that shit's been going off like it's nobody's Sticking business. Sticking it between your legs. <laughs> Text oh, me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait! 
Cat Quest 2 is on Xbox One, but Cat Quest 1 isn't. That's very weird. So going in a little bit more about the game's gameplay, uh, as I had mentioned, it's kind of like Zelda-esque where you just kind of run out, run around. It's real-time combat, but you get a slew of equipment that you find in dungeons and completing side quests. And these include weapons that you use for melee. You get helmets for armor and such, and as well as uh, body armor. So you get three different types of equipments that you can equip in the game. And all of them have different stats uh, that you can choose depending on your playstyle, whether you like to do melee, whether you like to tank, or whether you like to do magic. And magic in the game is pretty interesting. So in the game, you will find these little mage huts. And depending on which mage hut you go to in the game, you can unlock a different skill by buying it with coins that you get from defeating enemies and finding them in dungeons just kind of sprawled out all over the map and the first one that you get is called flame Purr. it's essentially a, a, a fireball like um not so much a fireball as a it, it's an aoe attack that causes fire to erupt from the ground around you and all of them have different ways of attacking so the the flame Purr it is a circle aoe from you being the center uh, origin out there's also lightning attack that only attacks to the left and right of you. There's a freeze attack that only attacks uh, directly ahead of you and below you, so vertically. And then there's one called Astropal, which is four-directional. So depending on how you use the skills or the spells, you can attack enemies, and when you retreat, you can hit them with your spells and everything. So it adds a lot of different mechanics to how you want to play if you want to do like guerrilla tactics or just run in and slap the crap out of them with your staff and you can equip up to four spells at once so other than the ones i had just mentioned there's also one that heals you there's one that causes you to get bigger and do higher attack power called berserk which is like you know berserk and then there's cat trap which is my absolute favorite spell it just lays a set of spikes down on the ground that any enemies that walk over them or float over them take constant damage until the spell disappears or they remove themselves from the area of effect. And it is insanely powerful. I just found out something that, that like you're going to love, Banjo. What's that? Tesla made Cat Quest available to play via their, via their in-vehicle informations. <laughs> and and for system and 2020 holiday update so yes Dude. you could play cat quest on the tesla arcade system in your car <laughs> that is freaking sweet maybe elon musk liked it maybe he did so the game goes through uh like like i had mentioned it's open world and as you progress through the story you will find different cities or towns that are located around with a bulletin board on them. And the bulletin board usually has quests available for you. They will also tell you what level is recommended to complete the quest, as well as what rewards that you have in store for you, such as gold and experience. And this is like the best way to level up in the game is by undergoing these side quests. And you, they're completely optional, but it's, preferred or sorry not preferred it's recommended to do as many side quests as you can to level up because if you just try to blast through the story you will die like a lot and 
so you you need to go into dungeons and stuff, explore the dungeons, fight off the enemies, gain as much experience as you can to level up your character. And the level does not matter based on what equipment you have. So if you go into a dungeon and you open up a chest and you get a new piece of gear, if you get a duplicate of that gear at any time when you're searching through a different dungeon and you find it in another chest, rather than having two copies of the same type of gear, it levels up the gear that you already have so that it gives it better stats. And the more you find uh, different duplicates of it, the more powerful that gear becomes. So it doesn't matter what level the gear is in uh, comparison to what level you are. You can equip any gear that you find that becomes available to you regardless of what level you are. And also, you will find locked chests in these dungeons these lock chests are like gold chests that require a key to open. And in order to unlock those chests, you need to find a hidden side quest that allows you to unlock the golden key. So all is not lost. You know, you're, you can still manage to get these. You can find the key if you complete the incredibly difficult side quest. Once you gain the, uh, the ability to walk on water, because that's one of the abilities that you get. but those chests include rarer gear so you're going to find better gear in those chests that have better stat increases and stuff that let you progress uh faster through the game and to that um whenever you find these chests and you leave that dungeon it will actually put a little icon over the cave uh to indicate that there's still something in this cave for you to go and find Yeah, that's incredibly helpful so that you don't have to keep digging through those dungeons to find out which ones still have a golden chest available for you once you get that golden key. So most of these caves that you go to, it has a little question mark over the cave to indicate that you have not explored or completed this cave yet. Once you kill all the enemies, you sort of collect all the chests and everything and you leave the cave. There's no icon that goes above the the cave at all. So it's essentially you can go back in there to kill the enemies again for some extra experience, but that's it. Which I do a lot. I like to grind. Always find like a uh, like a dungeon that's like five levels higher than what my level is. Go in there, slay all the enemies, get as much experience and gold as I can, leave, and then go right back in. And then the enemies, you know, are still available the next the instant you go back in that cave, and you can just keep grinding to try to level your character up in order I'm gonna to throw my cat out quest. do it <laughs> he's being a little prick so as far as the story goes in the game I and mean, we talked a little bit about the gameplay and everything but did you guys pay attention at all to the story how far did you get in the game <laughs> Banjo, I, th- I think I'm you're fine. asking your I think you're replying to your own question there because None of us, apart from you, paid attention to this story. Why not? It was bland. We have a segment on our podcast where we talk about the story of our video games, and you guys never pay attention to the story of the games we play. Hey, I do. I just did not care about this game. It it dragged on. And and there's Banjo adding me to the list of people he's going to fucking kill. Oh man, it's fucking great. The story is actually pretty pretty interesting in the game if you give it give it some time. 
Your sister got catnapped by a magical knight and he just keeps on coming at points in the story and teleporting all across the map. Okay, so the way that the story is, is you, you, you play as some random cat and your sister gets kidnapped by some big baddie who then destroys your ship and you wash up on shore to find out that you have a symbol on the back of your head that makes you a special cat called the dragon, a dragon blood. <laughs> you now, almost said Dragonborn. See, I, I knew this, say Dragonborn. but I, I knew all of this, but you just started in. So I thought I was going to redeem myself, but I guess I can't. So go on. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Do you, did you read any of the monoliths? <laughs> yes. I read a few. That's about it. Then do one of you guys want to explain what the story is about the monoliths? Because the story isn't told completely through the game, um, through like cutscenes and stuff like that, you actually have to. So on the map, you'll find these little monoliths, these little uh, statuesque tablet things that have um, words inscribed on them. And upon reading them, it gives you a little bit of the backstory and the lore of what is actually going on. So, did you guys, how many of those did you read and how much did you comprehend? I read about three. I read one. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just played the game. We didn't focus on the story. You're the story guy. Yeah. Yeah. Last week I'm you said, paid. oh, don't worry, I'm guys. Not... We'll, I'll, I'll focus on the story. <laughs> well, I wanted you guys to have some say in what was going on. If you had any input on it. <laughs> Uh, you had my input last week, <laughs> guys. If what we did were I expect? if we were if we were a band, this would be the song where we break up. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. The drummer said, "Cat Quest is bad." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you read these monoliths, if you read them all, you find out that dragon bloods, these cats, were created by the fuck what is the the the, the well technically they're fucking forerunners fuck. i can't i can't brain i'm sorry but okay so they're created by the old masters and as you progress through the story you end these enter these little uh, memory lapses where the old masters basically have silhouettes of humans and you find out that these humans had created these dragon blood that uh, in order to fight off the dragons in this dragon war that the old masters were losing a battle against. But you actually find out that the old masters are kind of dicks. And when dragons, uh, the dragons used to rule the world and the old masters had taught dragons many things and promised that, promised to help them in several things. But as the dragons became more powerful from the information that they received from the old masters, old masters wanted to get rid of the dragons and it created this huge dragon war um, as it, as it was. And then they had one particular human uh, or sorry, old master named alias or alias alias. I'll say alias. And he had created the dragon bloods by basically infusing cats with dragon magic 
and they was the only way to uh, defeat the dragons. So thanks to the dragon blood that was created, the dragons had disappeared until uh, Dracoth, this evil wizard guy, uh, cat brings the dragons back. Go away, mom. I'm dragging off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, how far did you get in the game? You two. Logan? Uh, to be honest, I just actually just went around the map leveling up. I, I, I think I can remember the last side quest I'd done was trying to bring back the quotation of this villager's mother to the point where he just kept on doing summoning circles. He's like, hey, you fell into my trap. <laughs> that was his voice. That was that was exactly how he sounded. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, he probably sounded like Weevil from Yu-Gi-Oh. I didn't get very far. Um, I kind of did the same thing. This game is very side quest heavy where they use yeah. side quest as a means for you to level up in the game. And it, it recommends a particular level, but you don't have to be at that level in order to complete that side quest. Um, if you're level five and you're trying to take on a side quest, that's like level 20. If you even have access to a level 20 side quest at that time, it'll be really difficult, but you could probably do it. Just don't get hit. That's, that's, that's really it. Um, and so I was mainly just running around doing all of the side quests. I was, uh, for a little, after a little bit, I just ignored the main story mission and just kept doing side quests. Um, I mean, the game kind of excels at that. That's one thing that's actually bothered me about this game. When you click on a side quest, you totally lose your navigation to the main quests. Yeah, and you I don't know if you can really switch back and forth between them. I really just kind of powered through like side quests. I listen to Game Grumps while I'm doing this and I just powered through side quests. <laughs> so Yeah, when you're doing a side quest, it turns it uh you the navigation switches to what is currently your quest. So the only way to get back to navigating for the main quest, which basically it stops you from being able to partake in the main quest while you're currently doing a side quest. And you can go back to the message message board, say you saved in the middle of the quest and you can't complete the quest. Cause if you die, it goes back to your recent save. So if you saved in the middle of the side quest, it goes back and you're still in that side quest. You can go back to the bulletin board that the side quest is that you took and you can abandon the quest to get back to the main story quest. And the side quests are really a good function for the game because as much as they don't have really anything to do with the main story, the main story quest is not that uh, it's not that long. It's essentially there's a dragon fight the dragon. And then after you defeat a dragon, you have to defeat the next dragon or you have to find the means of being able to get access to that dragon to defeat it. So there's not a whole lot going on there. It, you need to do side quests or you need to do dungeons and stuff in order to rank up levels because it jumps pretty uh, significantly. So say you're level 30 and you defeat a dragon that's on the water after you received water walking. Now you have to get the power of flight in order to get to the access to the next dragon because the next dragon's level 50. So you have 20 levels in there. 
So you have the little side quests in order to gain the means of accessing that dragon, but that's not going to level you up enough to be able to defeat the dragon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So essentially the story is Drakoth, big, bad, evil cat (laughs) is uh, summoning dragons and terrorizing the world and putting evil spells on people and stuff like that. There's a lot of weird shit going on with this guy. That's just basically a villain and just, he's a pretty uh, generic villain. Ultimately, you know, I'm going to kidnap your sister. I want to fight you. You need to become more powerful and I'm going to give you the means of becoming more powerful. So you're a worthy opponent. Yeah. So when you had said something about like the, if we paid attention to the story, the thing was, is that the story was kind of what you had seen in other sort of older Nintendo games where it's either your sister or your girlfriend or your wife or whatever gets kidnapped and then you've got to go and save them. I mean, yeah, there is deeper lore in terms of the uh, dragon blood, which uh, is very similar to the dragonborn. (laughs) Like you had said last podcast, this is like a dragonborn cat. Apart from the first rodan. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that'd be so cool if they put in a, like a blast of air in there. That's a Fusro. I don't know. It's got to be some kind of cat pun. Furoda. This, this this game is full of cat puns. Oh, yeah. So it many is. cat puns everywhere. So I actually beat the game uh, within the week that yeah, we played it. You get the absolute award for finally beating a game on the podcast. So congratulations. Everybody needs to clap for a bitch. I I said clap, not slap your dick on the microphone. (laughs) Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, So it does have a pretty generic story to it, but it also has a pretty decent twist at the end of the game, uh, which I could get into um, because it's a the game's three, four years old at this point. So it's not really a big spoil um, to it, but it's whether or not you guys want me to spoil it for you. Actually, no. Actually, no. I really want to keep playing it. I was considering streaming it as well. Uh, I want to try to stream all of the games that we that I, we haven't beaten and okay. just... Uh... Man, you're going to have a good fun time for Digimon. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, then I'll leave the story at that. You essentially fight evil big bad cat, defeat dragons, and stop the terrorizing of the world. You're a pretty generic hero at that point. I do like the fact that you get a, a box. You get a box helmet and you get box armor. <laughs> yeah. So there's, like I said, cat puns everywhere. And uh, you literally get what is essentially a cardboard box to wear. So I do appreciate that. It does have really good armor, yet it decreases your health significantly. <laughs> it's like a good trade-off. Like, it gives you good armor, but you have really shit health. So. <laughs> Is that all on that? Oh, as far as story goes, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything else uh, if you guys are going to keep playing. Uh, I will. Um, and I don't uh, think I we want to spoil anything for the listeners. So, um, okay. Logan, at the cost of Banjo's feelings, I feel like, tell us about <laughs> your experience <laughs> with this game. Like, I will admit, it's a good time waster if you forget your phone on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, like, wait, explain that. How does that work? If you forget your phone on the toilet, do you have your desktop in the toilet with you? <laughs> I put it on my Switch. Oh, so you forget your phone, but you bring your Switch instead. Pretty and then much. you drop it into the toilet. You're like, oh no, I forgot my phone. I guess because I won't browse Because the Switch on is a piece of shit that belongs <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> Well, come at me, Nintendo. Well, Cat Quest is a piece of shit that belongs in the <laughs> Oh my god. It, it's literally just a fucking app game for consoles. Apart, except from there's no microtransactions. You could literally just pick it up, play for five minutes, leave it. That should make it a 10 out of 10 in my book. Oh, for sure. I like I like being able to just be able to pick a game up at any point say you have five minutes or you have a half an hour before you have to do something else this is the perfect game to just pick up play for a few minutes and you're not losing anything by doing it you just go into a dungeon fight some monsters gain some experience find some new loot see if it's something that's good enough for you go save put it down so i i really like that and i think that's one of the reasons why i was actually able to beat the game was because I could just find small little increments of time to put into it and not worry that I'm losing out on anything. I'm not forgetting what I'm in the middle of doing. Or in other words, you had your switch under your desk at work. Uh, yes, <laughs> 100%. So is that is that all you wanted to share about the game, Logan? Yeah, I'd say it's like a 5 out of 10. Could be better. Like, it wasn't bad bad, it's just... I played so many games about it. What could they have done to really improve it in your eyes? Make <laughs> Not this... make it at all. <laughs> <laughs> make them make the story more intriguing. Like uh, I like RPGs being trial and error. So, like, say that uh, if you go in this game, you can go into an area, see what level the enemies are, and you'll be like, "Oh, okay, I'll come back here at a later time." That's what I've, I did mostly throughout that game. Like, what if it didn't tell you the levels of the enemy? You just had to keep on trying and trying and trying, and then, like, at a certain point, it would tell you the level. Because it's so easy to grind up in that game. Like, there's just experience laying on the floor in the dungeons. Oh, yeah. There, there really it's is. Very, it's very insignificant amount of experience once you reach a certain level. Even when you get to uh, higher places, um, like you go into a dungeon that's like level 60 or something, the experience orbs on the ground are only going to give you like five experience rather than one. And it takes like thousands of experience to level up once you hit certain level caps. So you can, I don't remember exactly what the level cap is in this, but there is a dungeon on here that is level 200. Jeez. So you, you can level up quite a bit. I don't know if that's the cap or if like level 100 is the cap, and that level 200 dungeon is just a, a a middle finger to the player. But I actually had defeated the level 200 dungeon at like level 52. Of course. You and did. that took a lot of time. The only reason is because in the game, there is some, I, I want to say hidden, but there is a certain set of equipment called the legendary set, which is incredibly powerful. It's not the most powerful set you can get in the game which is the old master set, but on your first run of the game, it is the most powerful set you can get because the old master set is only from like new game plus. And 
the three different pieces that make this set are located on different ends of the map. One is in a level 99 dungeon, uh, one's in a level 200 dungeon, and one is in a hidden level zero dungeon. And that level 200 one is, there's like three enemies in it. And one of them is like one of the easiest enemies. The first enemies you fight in the game, the little sheep that just kind of do a slow attack. Holy fuck. That thing is insanely powerful and it has every single magic spell and it just chases you. You cannot run away. (laughs) It is insane. So it took a lot to defeat this single enemy uh, in order to gain access to the chest to find a piece of that legendary gear. But as you progress in those dungeons, you'll notice that there are certain hidden passages. Like once you get water walking, you can find little hidden passages that take you off on a small little area where you can find the golden chest. Some of them, the golden chest is very obvious and it's located in a very easy to get to spot. So you don't actually see the levels of the enemies on the map. So rather than going into an area when you're level 20 and seeing a level 50 above an enemy, it doesn't do that. But if the enemy is a significant higher level than you, you will see a red skull appear next to their health so that you know that this is going to be a difficult fight. So anyways, I guess with my experience with this game, um, I was most certainly more positive about it than Logan was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I... I do really, really love dungeon crawlers. Uh, It is a great way for me to go in and just relax, especially after a long day. And I can just pick this up and just run with it. Um, The attacking is very simplistic, but it still feels very satisfying to hit stuff and to take things out. My simple brain really, really loves it. (laughs) Um, So... There was just a lot of this. The main stuff that I did was I just ran around doing the side quests. Uh, I don't always care so much about story. Uh, For me, it's just a lot more about gameplay in my eyes. And the side quests were just... I, I don't even think I paid attention to the story of the side quests. I was just kind of doing them. Just... It would, to me, it was just all about like taking out monsters and gaining experience. And I just kept, kept doing that and just exploring caves, taking out enemies there and just enjoying my time, just uh, fucking around. I had stuff playing in the background, which I usually do, and uh, just listened to YouTube and played this game at the same time. And Honestly, I for a game like that, I consider it to be uh I consider it to be very novel. I think it does something that other games don't, and it definitely kept me engaged for more than I expected. I expected this to be far more bland and simplistic, and I found it to be quite the opposite, honestly. Uh if I was to give it a rating, I would probably give it an 8 out of 10. Because obviously it's not going to be a game for everybody, uh, but for what it is, I really like it and accept that like finding the same wet armor, it doesn't just give you the same armor. It allows you to level up that armor when you find the same armor that you're probably wearing. And that's cool. So it doesn't overload your inventory. 
uh, you just get one set of each type of armor. So that's good. I like that mechanic. That's a great idea to have that in there. I don't know if you're going to be able to upgrade the legendary armor by by that. I don't think you can find the legendary armor like multiple times like you can with some of this more basic stuff. But you probably don't need to with what it sounds like. Oh, no, you don't. Um, So one of them gives you 333 health. One gives you 333 attack power, and one gives you 333 magic power. Oh, you do so... not need to upgrade it. <laughs> there you go. That'd be cool if they gave you the option, though. But what I found myself doing is just dumping all of my... Uh, dumping everything into attack power, and then just rolling and attacking enemies just at the right time. I basically Dark souls the entire game. And I was able to do way beyond what my own level should have been. So I wouldn't say that it's a particularly difficult game. And there doesn't there isn't really a whole lot of risk. Um, the side quests are not very long. So it's not like you're grinding through like a super long side quest. You get killed and you have to go all the way back, ruining all the all of that progress. So the risk of dying is not really all that bad. You don't lose money. You don't lose experience. You don't l- really lose much of anything. It's just kind of a, more of like a challenge yourself sort of thing. Unless I'm wrong about that, Banjo. Oh, no. I, I think one of the worst things is if you forget to save. Like, even when you die, you just go back to the last place you saved. You don't lose any of the stuff that you had actually acquired before you saved. So it doesn't take you all the way back. All The only thing it does is... Uh, takes you back to whatever quest progression you have at that point. But you, if you saved, you went into a dungeon, you found some new armor, and then you went into a side quest, you fought through the side quest, and you die, it just takes you back to the beginning of the side quest. You don't lose anything that you had found in previous dungeons. So there's really no issue with dying. The problem is you save on one side of the map, forget to save, go to the other side of the map, spending like five minutes running all the way to the other side, take on a quest, die, and then you respawn all the way back on the other side of the map. It can be daunting. <laughs> and that's the only that's the only downfall is if you save in a location that's really far away from where you really want to be. And then, you know, your punishment is having to run all the way back. So it's it's not terrible to die. So with that, it's kind of nice because you can take on higher quests. You can take on bigger enemies without too much of a consequence to losing to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so way more, way more positive of, of experience. Than oh I yeah. Thought. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody knows exactly what my uh, experience is at this point. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I think that the game has a lot going for it. It's kind of nice. And I know that the story seems a little bland at the beginning because it's pretty generic, but when you get to the end of the story, it all seems pretty good like everything kind of unfolds it tells a lot more about what's going on and what's happening at like the very last bit of the game so it adds a little bit of extra meaning to all of the the story at that point and it also leaves on like a cliffhanger so you know that there's going to be a second one which we already know there is a second one but at the time when the game was being developed you know that they were working on a second one uh, if it was before the second one was released because it leads directly into what's going on uh, in the second story. So that's pretty cool. There's also a lot of things that don't matter. Like there's some locations that you can find 
in some dungeons that don't have anything to do with side quests or story quests. They're just extra challenges that you can face. And there's like, there's an island uh, that has nothing to do with any of the stories or anything that's located in the top right of the map that is inhabited by dogs. So you can just go there and explore and kind of talk to random people and see what's going on in the world. And I think that's really interesting. And the fact that the game can be picked up at any point in time and played for any number of minutes is fantastic. And I know Logan had mentioned that it sounds more like a mobile game that was released on console. And in a way, it does feel that way. But I don't think that is a shortcoming at all to the game. That just means like anybody can play it for any amount of time. There's really no learning curve to the game. It's pretty simple. Here's an enemy. Defeat the enemy. And you have spells that can do that. You can attack. You can dodge roll. And the enemies also have telegraphed attacks. So you know when's a good time to dodge away from them. And some of them have higher hitboxes than others. So you have to make sure you roll sooner than before the attack actually connects. And I, I just really enjoyed every aspect of the game. And I like how certain things in the game are kind of almost like a, I don't want to say like a middle finger to the player, but there's a location in the middle of the map where the Dragon War took place in the story called the Forbidden Fields. And in there is some really high powered enemies. I'm level 50 something in the game and they're still red skulls to me, uh, even though I can kind of defeat them. But in the center of the Forbidden Fields, there is a level 15 dungeon. So it's kind of it's kind of funny how they they give you little things to explore, but they also make it uh, risky in certain ways. There's a lot to explore to the game. The map is not huge, but there's a lot to it. So there's a lot of different towns, a lot of different side quests. And when you beat the story in the game, it doesn't just cut to credits and okay, you're at the point in the game where you can fight the final boss again. It doesn't do that. It's just, hey, the final boss has been defeated. This is the world now. You can now go through and still defeat side quests and everything, but the main story is complete. So it's not like the games where you save right before you beat the final boss, and then every time you come back to the game, it's the save right before the final boss. The final boss is gone from the world, and you can continue to explore. I like that about the game. There's a lot of mechanics that... Like I said, they're simplistic, but they can take a little bit to master. Like some of the spells have different area of attacks and you can get really good at being able to combo those attacks based on which way you dodge roll away from enemies and stuff. And like Peaches had mentioned, you know, very Dark Soul-esque in combat terms, you can fight on enemies that are more powerful than you and you can still defeat them. They may take a little bit of time, but if you're good enough to get away from their attacks and you can avoid them, while you're, you know, using guerrilla tactics to attack and run away, you can defeat more powerful enemies and reap the rewards by receiving a huge boost in experience. So it's really cool that, you know, it nothing is really off limits in the game. And once you beat the game, you unlock like a new game plus, which you can actually add uh, different modifiers to the game to make it more difficult. You can make it so that you never level up past level one. You can make it so that you cannot equip armor at all. And you can make the game more difficult. And by doing that, you get better rewards through the game. And when you go into like a dungeon and you find a, find a chest in there, you can't just keep going into the dungeon to find the chests. 
but you can go into a place uh there's another cat in the game an npc called kit that can sell you armor and stuff but you don't get to choose what armor you buy you just pay like 50 gold and it just gives you a random set so if you just get a bunch of gold you can just keep spawn uh spamming these chests buying these chests in hopes that you will level up whatever gear you have so there's a set amount of gear you're never going to fill up your inventory fully but you can keep leveling up your gear by getting gold and stuff and you can always change up your playstyle based on what you're going to fight you know this enemy is immune to melee attacks and can take more damage from magic so you switch your gear into giving you more power in magic and less in melee and just destroy them with spells so it's really cool that you can do all that stuff the game has a lot going to it for being a very simple game and i really look forward to cracking open the second one and playing through it so if i were to give this game uh, a rating I would give it a 9 out of 10 only because it it does fall short from a perfect game. I don't think I'll ever find a perfect game by any means, but the game has a lot to it and it kept my attention. And this is the second time I played through it and I still enjoyed playing through the game. It was a lot of fun. It's still very entertaining, a lot of good replay value. It's a very easy game to just pick up and play. Anybody can really play it. It's good for really kids of all ages i have a soon-to-be four-year-old kid and he was playing through the game and he was having a blast playing through it and he was able to kill a lot of enemies no problem even though he doesn't have full comprehension of controls (laughs) so it it's good for really anybody that enjoys cat puns (laughs) enjoys uh action action games uh hack and slash games it's it's a pretty fun game so that's my thoughts on it. Sorry, that was very long-winded. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else to talk about in it? I think we covered it pretty extensively there. Yeah. Intermission! Thank God, because I have to go pee. Welcome back to the podcast. Take a seat on the couch. We've been waiting for you. You can take a seat on me. Take a seat on this dope dick. (laughs) Luckily, I'm sitting on a pillow. Guess the question would be is like, do you actually want to fuck me? No. Does thou actually want to get on this dope dick? No, uh, I know you don't, Logan. (laughs) You're not as gay as I am. Or me, I'm pretty gay. I like the tush and the pee-pee. You sound like Dracula. I am pretty gay, huh? I want to suck your dick. I'm going to suck the blood from your erection. I'm just watching the, uh, the beginning movie to this game, The Medium. Yes, I am literally going blind to this game. We are going to be talking about the game Medium on the next podcast. What? Why did we invite Dracula here? I want to suck your cock. <laughs> That's my joke. You guys can't have that. You guys ruin it every time. <laughs> it's true, though. I am super gay. I go.
Um, if you guys want a really good laugh, you guys should look up a dramatic reading of a real life Twilight fan fiction on YouTube. But I don't like the taste of the of the G's. So when you come in my mouth, I go blah blah. All right, Eat I'm done. so salty. <laughs> what are you, an Italian vampire? Mamma mia! <laughs> this I do not like a garlic. <laughs> There's too much garlic on the pee pee. <laughs> Why is that? How is that? What you do when you start off by sucking dick? You stick of like a, a ground garlic on somebody's pee-pee? Well, if there's a very tall, pale woman with big-ass titties because of Resident Evil, and then she's just standing out there, I'm going to wear a garlic condom. You got to season the meat before you tenderize it. So yes, the next game that we will be talking about here on the Joysticks and Lunatics podcast is the game Medium. Anybody want to take it away and talk about what Medium is? Yeah, Medium is a psychological horror game by Blipper Team, a.k.a. a small team in Poland who also developed Blair Witch, the Lairs of Fear franchise, and Observer. So if you're a fan of their games, you might enjoy this game because I'm getting major uh, The Evil Within vibes from it. I honestly don't know anything about it. Yeah, I it just came out two days ago. Anything. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard anything leading up to it at all. Uh, it's only out for uh, Steam, Microsoft Windows, and Xbox. Uh, it's, not, it's not coming to PlayStation at all or it hasn't been confirmed that it's coming to PlayStation, but I highly doubt it. So this is going to be like an exclusive game for Windows and Xbox? And Steam. Oh, and Steam. Okay. It's for the Xbox Series X and Series S, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows and Steam. Right. So, yeah, this game just came out, like you had mentioned, a couple of days ago. It's a, it's a mature-rated game, and there's not really a whole lot that we know about this game we didn't do a whole lot of research on the game and that's mainly because we want to talk about what our expectations about the game are based on the description and of course we'll go into more detail in our next podcast about whether or not this game was decent we'll talk about more about the story and all that stuff that's mainly why we didn't do any research on it because we will de- be discussing the game more in depth on the next podcast but The description says to uh, discover a dark mystery only a medium can solve. Travel to an abandoned uh, communist resort and use your unique psychic abilities to uncover its deeply disturbing secrets, solve dual reality puzzles, survive encounters with sinister spirits, and explore two realities at the same time. So I didn't even watch any of the trailers on the game. I haven't watched any of the gameplay on the game. All I know is that uh, it is a third-person psychological horror game. Uh, It just says become a medium in all caps. So uh, a medium is um, somebody that wields psychic abilities, right? Yes. So you'll be using your psychic abilities to solve puzzles and disturbing secrets. That sounds really interesting. And like you said, this is made by the same people that made Layer of Fear, right? Layers of Fear? Yes, Layers of Fear and the Blair Witch. 
game. See, I played Layers of Fear. I played through that game like a lot, mostly drunk, but it was still really fun. I really liked it. I was drunk mainly because I become like this uh, unscarable idiot when I when I drink. So I didn't want to know the like the the weird secret to the game is layers of fear. Of layers of fear? Yeah. No. Me Maybe. Yeah. He uses his wife's blood, her bones, and everything for the paintings. Oh yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, and uh, there's actually a sale on Steam right now called the Buy Blooper Team Horror Collection, and that includes the Layers of Fear franchise. The Blair Witch Deluxe Edition, Observer Dark Cyberpunk Edition, and Medium, and that's for say a hundred and twenty dollars. It's not bad. I had yeah. Layers of Fear on the Switch, and I played it with my wife a lot. The game is pretty messed up. You should try Layers of Fear too, because you play as kids, and it's you play as kids. Yeah, it's it's a mind fuck. So with with that, knowing that I had played Layers of Fear before, and I had a pretty good time with that game i enjoyed that game very much i have kind of some high hopes for this game made by the same people and i i don't really know what my predictions are going to be probably that it has puzzles and i'm really shit at puzzles so i'll probably be stuck within the first five minutes of the game (laughs) but it looks interesting uh from all the all the pictures the screen caps and everything the game looks pretty interesting it looks like it'd be a lot of fun to play so I, I have some pretty high hopes for this game. I think it would be a lot of fun to play. Uh, from what I can see, it looks like it uses a lot of early control, like controls from the early Resident Evil games. Uh, now I'm unsure how it kind of plays, uh, but to be forewarned for everyone... I despised those types of controls. I hate them (laughs) so much, but I will definitely give this game a shot. That's going to be my biggest problem with it. I love puzzles and I love the stuff that makes you think. I am getting major evil within vibes from this just by uh, going through the video and segments. I never played the evil within... Uh, there's actually a lot of horror games that I really didn't touch because I didn't consider them worth my time. Okay, uh, Evil Within is kind of like a horror game. It It's kind of like Silent Hill in a way, but it's all within like this kind of augmented reality and people's heads. So that'd mainly be my prediction. I'd kind of be wondering how my response to this is going to be i do love puzzles i do love puzzle games and i love games that make you think um my biggest problem with games like these is whenever you're in some sort of danger and it expects you to move and that's really frustrating to me i hate games like that they they just piss me right the fuck off (laughs) <laughs> uh, the, the well the Resident Evil games they piss me off so much because I tried to give it a chance and then when the first zombie comes up I can't fucking shoot it I keep shooting my feet or shooting the floor or something and I can't fucking shoot this zombie and it kills me every time and eventually I throw the control I'm like fuck this I'm done <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm terrible when it comes to uh, horror games I love them but I, oh man, I'm a bitch when it comes to horror games. I get scared 
so easily. It's uh, so I, I know that my biggest um, obstacle really is going to be any horror aspect to the game. I don't think the puzzles will be too difficult, but I'm also really bad at puzzles. I'm I'm just I have a feeling that this game is going to be my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. We played basically your superpower this week. Yeah. So I'm going to so, freak the fuck out. <laughs> playing the game or just in general just in general because i i'm doing a little bit more research the the woman who does the music in the game and like sings in it is the same woman who did the music and sings in the silent hill games really yeah oh i love me some silent hill i played so um fan- fantasy star online 2 looks pretty good i played <laughs> um the uh shattered shattered memories silent hill shattered memories and that was like a uh, a remake of like the first Silent Hill game or whatever. I played it for the Wii. And I was about to say that you play it on the Wii. <laughs> I did. And it was really good. I really liked that game. There was like no combat in it. You you would just reach into certain areas after solving puzzles and stuff, you'd fall into like this different reality where there's a bunch of enemies and you just had to run and try to escape because you were you were not equipped you didn't have weapons no guns no nothing you just had to run and if they attacked attacked you you had to like shake them off and throw them off and keep running until you found the exit which was a pain in the ass because you had your cell phone that you used as your menu and you could use that to use the gps to find the map and find the location of the area that you had to escape to but it didn't pause the game so you had to be like constantly running and quickly referencing the map to try to find out where you're going because like the last time you have to do that at the end of the game it is a clusterfuck maze and it's just full of enemies and you could be stuck in that spot for like a half an hour running in circles trying to find the way to get the hell out it was crazy but i really really liked that game i'm sorry i'm gonna fucking love this game I think it's going to be fun. I, I, I ha- like I said, I have high hopes for it, but I know that it's probably going to freak me the fuck out. Yeah, uh, it isn't a long game. It, from what I can see, it's like it, the story's only eight hours long. You, you, you highly underestimate my ability of solving puzzles, or <laughs> overestimate my ability at solving puzzles. This game's going to be like sixteen hours for me. But we're. We're the kind of players that, like, search every fucking nook and cranny. Oh, yes, we do. All of us seem to be that way. You just, you enter into a a large room and you know that you have to go to the door on the other side. Yeah. What's behind this corner? What's over here? What's hiding behind the chairs? I'll explore your nook and cranny. Uh Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, are we ready for the Scottish insult? Absolutely. Lay it on us. Okay, uh, give me a minute. <laughs> While we wait, you two can listen to the song that I put in the Discord. Just use it as waiting music while you can edit this out while I look for it. And stop hiding your mic! <laughs> <laughs> that was my flaccid penis. <laughs> Enjoy well, I, the hope, I hope your mic has salt. a fucking... I hope your mic has a fucking fishy smell now. <laughs> no, I've been clean. I it was Irish Spring, man. <laughs> my dick is like, oh, my laddie. 
Confucius say, woman who springs on lower spring has offspring next spring. Good God. Uh, while uh, I'm looking for this, I should tell you two about something that's been pissing me off lately. Okay. Uh, no, no. It's just me. <laughs> okay. Everyone in Scotland is being told, well, let's just say everyone in the UK is being told, oh, you're not allowed to visit your family. Yeah, you can only go meet sentiment peoples. No one's allowed to cross the border or go into the town next over or shit like that, unless it's for mandatory purposes. Yet, Boris Johnson and the fucking Queen keep on coming up to fucking Scotland. Fuck Boris Johnson. <laughs> like, it's been pissing me off. It's like, oh, you have to stay inside or you might get COVID. Or I'm going to go up to fucking Scotland and. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they're above the law though they're not above the law they're they're above a fucking shit pile okay uh okay i can't find a good insult for now but i'm gonna teach you something about revenge in scotland like uh okay there's a saying in scotland that goes well it's a proverb forgive your enemy but remember the bastard's name <laughs> <laughs> that is <laughs> A hundred percent what I do. So literally, you may forgive them, but you will fucking kill them. <laughs> but don't forget them. Their name is on the top of the list. <laughs> okay, okay. Going for Scottish insults, and I found like this tweet to Boris Johnson. Uh, uh, someone replied to a tweet of Boris Johnson, and someone said, "Scotland hates you, you walking sex yeti." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All right. We ready to end this bad boy? Yeah, I'd say that'll be that'll about wrap it up for this week. Thank you all so much. We really appreciate you. We love everything about you uh for listening to this. Especially if you made it this far, you were particularly amazing. We can't tell you enough how much you listening to this podcast really really overjoys us. We're we're glad that you actually take some time out of your day to to give us a listen. Your most valuable resource, your time on this planet, uh listening to hours of idiots talk about games when they have like nothing, nothing. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you again. Uh, if you guys liked it, be sure to give us a rating on iTunes. It seems to be like the number one platform of podcasts still at this point. They're the podcast giant. So giving us ratings on there really helps people discover us. If you liked us, be sure to give us a five-star rating. If you hated us, give us a five-star rating and tell us why you hated us. Just keep those ratings at five stars. That'd be fantastic. Uh, if you know somebody that would like this if you have a friend definitely recommend it to them if it's something that would be up their alley if you have an enemy that you hate and you think that they would hate this also give them the recommendation and again thank you so much for your time you can um find us on our website at joystick'sandlunatics.com there you can listen to our podcast you can also find links to all of our social media for the podcast and as well as all of our individual social media accounts are linked on there as well you can also send us some feedback. You can contact us. That goes directly to us so that we can read any of messages that you have about us. You like us, you hate us, let us know. And if you want to follow us directly on Twitter and cut out the middleman, our 
Twitter account is at Joystick Loons, L-O-O-N-S. If you'd like to follow our solo personal accounts, mine is at DG. Mine is at Overpower Peach. And mine is at the Chubby Nerd one. While Banjo's brain melts, I hope everyone has a good day, week, year. And just remember, you customize your own sex life with the porn you look at. <laughs> what kind of Confucius bullshit is that? <laughs> you don't customize your sex life that way. I hate you to break it do. to you guys. You kind of yeah, do. It- if you if you watch something long enough, it becomes a taste. So, and then it becomes a fetish, and then that's yes. customized into your sex life. Not if your fetish is basically including everything. Why not? That's still variety is the it. spice of life. That's still customizing it from being vanilla. Remember, everything is somebody's baby. Please don't describe it as that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you or see you or talk in you. We'll we'll talk in you. We will call each and every single one of you individually. We will show up at your house and do the podcast live in your living room. We will speak into your asshole with Morse code buttons. We will get a paper cup and a string, attach one to your anus and one to our mouths, and we will sing sweet nothings we'll to the insides of you. The fu- suck out <laughs> your fights like a bong rip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye.